The Audacity Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx and is sponsored by my company, D. Joseph Design. That's where I design stuff for you because you have a message that deserves to look great. I can design a website for you, get you even completely set up so you'll have a website to host your podcast, or I can design other stuff for you too. Check out my portfolio at djosephdesign.com or contact me through noodle.mx. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, Episode 7, answering questions on being anonymous, on pictures, and on visualizing in Audacity. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Daniel Lewis, also known as The Ramen Noodle in my other podcast, which you can check out over at theramanoodle.com or just noodle.mx since that's our home for plenty of podcasts. Thank you for joining us again. It is great to have you here. Great to be podcasting again. I have decided that instead of bringing to you some pre-formatted content for this evening, I am going to instead answer some questions that have come in. And if you have questions about podcasting or about Audacity or about podcasting with Audacity, then you can send those to feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332. And if you missed that, it's in the show notes over at noodle.mx. First up is a voicemail from Lee Andrew. And he's not from around here. Hey, Daniel, it's Leandro. Just wanted to give you some quick feedback. Basically, you've been motivating me, just like Cliff Ravenscraft, to finally get started again with podcasting. I uh, started in 2004 and did it for a few months and had to stop in 2005 for various reasons. I always wanted to get started again. Now, listening to your shows, you're doing a fantastic job, by the way. I keep getting that urge and motivation again to start my own podcast or my own podcast network even. You know, I've got several ideas. But until I get the financial situation out of the way, I'm just going to have to dream on, as it were. But, yep, just generally wanted to say that every time I listen to your show, I get a step closer. And uh, generally, I just can't wait for the next show to come out. Great job there. Keep up the great work. Until then, take care. Thank you very much, Lee. I'm glad that you're being inspired. And let me tell you that when I started out podcasting a couple of years ago, it took someone else just pushing me and saying, don't wait until you've got all the equipment together and everything all together. Just jump in and start. And I did. And it took a little while to get going, though. But now, finally, I'm on a weekly schedule of two weekly podcasts, and then the third podcast is pretty regular as well, just not weekly. So, Lee, I don't necessarily recommend jumping right into starting a network and launching a whole bunch of podcasts at the same time, but I do recommend jump back in. The water is great. Jump in. It's waiting for you. I'm also very grateful that you found this podcast indispensable for you. Hey, you know what else is indispensable? You like that segue there? Indispensable is GoToMeeting, our sponsor, brought to you by Citrix. Do you like meetings? I don't like meetings. I hate going to meetings. Well, most meetings. 
But meetings would be a lot easier to attend if I could attend them from anywhere and avoid having to travel, flying, driving, whatever, meeting in those boring rooms and all of that stuff. So an indispensable tool that I recommend is GoToMeeting, brought to you by Citrix. It's the easiest, most secure way to hold an online meeting. I've had a meeting before with GoToMeeting, and it is very easy. For just $49 a month, you can hold as many meetings as you want. Even includes phone and voice over IP conferencing for free within that package. My listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 45 days. For this special offer, visit gotomeeting.com slash podcast. That's gotomeeting.com slash podcast for your free 45-day trial. Thank you, Citrix, for making meetings easier. Now, let's get into something else. Each time, I've decided that each episode, since a lot of people are coming to the Audacity podcast looking for answers on Audacity, and uh, this is also a podcast about podcasting, but I've decided that every episode will contain something about Audacity if I'm not already talking about Audacity as the main feature. So there will be an Audacity quick tips near the end of each episode. So listen for those and you will benefit and learn from Audacity. But many of the things I use, don't think it's just for podcasters, but it could also be for musicians. For anyone using a microphone in Audacity or microphone in any software, even some WordPress tips will be in this podcast as we go on. Well, now, I've gotten several emails from different listeners calling or writing in with different questions. And if you have more questions, you can send them to feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332. This email comes in. It's slightly anonymous. This gentleman is wondering how, and I'm summarizing his email here because he wants to remain anonymous, he's wondering how can he change his name, how it appears in iTunes. See, when you go to a podcast in iTunes, it puts your name there, and it will say your actual name. Sometimes it might even display your email address. But he wants to not connect his real name with the podcast. He wants it to say his network name. Just like I might have all of my podcasts, instead of saying Daniel J. Lewis, D. Joseph Design, I might want them all to say noodle.mx. So how can he change that? He described that he's using WordPress, which is a blogging software, and it can also works perfect for podcasting. It's what I recommend for if you're going to have a website with a podcast on it. And he's using FeedBurner. FeedBurner is a way to manage your RSS feed, and it provides some great stats and great information for you and tools. And I'll describe FeedBurner more later on. And he explains just a couple other things that he's using. Well, he said that he's able to change the tags for each MP3, and that's important. Every MP3 file gets tags to it. Those tags will be things like author, album, title, date, track number, comment, album art, cover art, that kind of stuff are tags for your MP3 files. 
So he can use a program to tag his files and he's putting his name in those tags. That's showing up fine for him when he downloads the file through iTunes. But when he views his iTunes page for the show, not just an individual episode, it's displaying his real name. So here's what I recommended to this gentleman and what I recommend to anyone else out there who's wondering about how to do this. First of all, definitely use FeedBurner. There are many ways to incorporate FeedBurner with your podcast, but use FeedBurner and enable the SmartCast features in your FeedBurner. So go into your FeedBurner settings, assuming you already have FeedBurner. That's feedburner.google.com. And then click on your podcast feed. If you have several feeds or one feed, just pick the feed that you want to edit. Switch to the Optimize tab and make sure SmartCast is turned on. SmartCast enables some extra features that make your RSS feed more podcast-friendly for programs like iTunes especially. So when you're in the SmartCast, as you scroll down, you'll see a section where you can change your copyright and your name. That's the name that is fed to iTunes and where iTunes gets that. So when it displays it in the iTunes store and the podcast directory, it will display the name from there. Enter whatever is appropriate for you to enter there, whether it be your real name or your network name. If that doesn't work for anyone else out there, then go ahead and write me back and we'll try and work things out for you. I do definitely recommend using FeedBurner. And I will explain why later on, because FeedBurner sometimes gets misunderstood. Someone from Mexico which, by the way, noodle.mx is supposedly a Mexican domain name. But someone from Mexico wrote in to say, this is Valente. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and I'm not even going to try his last name. Valente wrote in saying, nice podcast. You are being relevant and useful. The compressor episode invites to experiment with the dynamic compressor. Regarding Audacity, which visualization do you prefer? Waveform or Waveform DB? And what would you suggest for a podcast that uses no music, only voice, to deliver the MP3 as mono or stereo? Best regards, Valente. Esponoso. Oh, Esponosa. <laughs> Mexico City. Well, awesome that we've got Yet another international listener here. Thank you for writing in, Valente. And please forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name. You know, I'm an American. I get foreign names and foreign words mixed up all the time. First of all, what you're talking about in Audacity are two ways that you can visualize what you've recorded. It can be a little bit confusing when you look at it. First of all, in Audacity... The default way of displaying audio is waveform, just waveform. When you're displaying audio in that format, what it's doing is showing you the shape of your sound, not necessarily the volume of your sound, but it's showing you the shape of your sound. So if you look at Audacity and you see a section of audio that is completely blue. It's filling up the entire section completely. 
then yeah, that's going to be loud. But just because a section is not as dark blue or as thick as those other sections doesn't necessarily mean that it's not loud too. It's showing you the shape of the sound, not necessarily the volume. What's nice about showing the shape is it's much easier to pick things out as you edit. For example, maybe you say something and you pause and you have to start over and say it again or you realize that you just stuttered, 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 stuttered as you were speaking and maybe you want to go back and remove that from your audio. I don't recommend hyper-editing your audio, but maybe you want to. It's a lot easier to see what's going on in your audio if you're just viewing in waveform because it's showing you the shape of the sound. So as you start to speak or in speaking, you'll see the shape kind of diminish or increase. That really helps as you're editing your sounds. But there can be the misconception there of if it's not really thick and blue, then it's not loud enough. So I need to amplify it so it is loud enough. That's not necessarily true. However, waveform dB, and dB stands for decibels, is intended to show you your audio based on its volume, how loud it is to your listeners and to yourself. When you view audio like that, what you might see is that everything seems to be the same level because you might tend to talk around the same level. That can be really handy because it shows you your general volume of your audio. Now, which do I prefer? I prefer both. I use waveform if I'm going to just edit things and look for a certain spot of something that I need to edit out or change and cut, clip, paste, whatever. I use waveform dB if I'm trying to adjust the levels of my sound. Here's where waveform dB is really good for your use. When you have background noise and you just for a moment you stop talking and you just let the microphone pick up the room noise, the background noise, when you're viewing that in waveform dB, it shows you where you have that noise a whole lot better than when you're just viewing in waveform. When you view in waveform, you may see just a solid line right in the middle, which would seem to indicate, and we would probably look at that and think, that's completely silent. But when we listen to it, then we hear all of this noise, and we try to filter it out, and we can't figure out why it's not going away, and it looks like it's silent, but why is there still noise there? So you might end up having to zoom in a whole lot just to tell if there's noise there or not. But that's why I recommend switching to waveform dB, and so you can see how loud, how many decibels of noise you have going when you're not speaking. Now, since I'm using a compressor limiter gate, one hardware compressor limiter gate that I just recently purchased, I'll talk about those more later on, it completely closes the audio gate when I'm not speaking. So to me, when I view my audio in waveform dB, when I'm not speaking, it's a completely flat line right in the middle 
of total silence. Now, how do you change these things when you're in audacity? There are two ways. You can change the default or you can change what you're looking at for the current track. To change the default, go into the Audacity Preferences under Interface. And in Interface, you can choose... I'm sorry, that's for an advanced section of what you're choosing. Under Tracks in Audacity Preferences, you can choose the default view mode, Waveform or Waveform DB. Then under Interface, you can choose its range of how much you want it to show and what range it's going to show. So that's in the Audacity Preferences. Default view mode changes the default for your program. So it changes what any new recordings will be or any time that you create a new file or a new track. To change it for your current project or what you are currently looking at, a specific track, then what you need to do is over on the left side of the track, you see the little spot where it has the buttons, mute, solo, some balance sliders, some amplification sliders. There's a little down arrow up near the top. It'll say audio track. Well, when you click that down arrow, you see in the second or third section different ways of displaying your audio. You can switch between waveform, waveform DB, spectrum, spectrum log, and pitch. So here is how you can change it for just that one individual track. If you want to view it one way or the other, or you can do this to all of your tracks in a project in order to see your audio differently. So that's, I choose both. That's how I do it in Audacity. It depends on what I'm working on and how I'm working on it at that time. And then Valente asked, what do you suggest for a podcast that uses no music, only voices to deliver the MP3? Mono or stereo? I definitely recommend mono. Even though many people are on high-speed internet and downloading a larger file may not be a problem, it still downloads faster if it's half the size And if you're using a service like Libsyn, where you have a limited storage amount per month, the lowest plan being 50 megabytes, then I definitely recommend you store your audio, you deliver it as mono instead of stereo. Because if it's only voices, then there's really no need for stereo then. The only reason you'd want to use stereo is if you're doing special effects with your voices, like an audio drama where someone walks in from one side or the other, or if you have music and the music just sounds a whole lot better, sound clips, movie clips, whatever, and that sounds a whole lot better for being in stereo. So that's what I recommend, is that you do that in just mono, if all you're doing are voices. And then finally, George asked a question about... How could he get his podcast image to display on his iPod? He pointed me to his feed and he said, everything works fine except the image won't download to the players. The reason is there are two places where you can put an image when you have a podcast episode. And you can't do this in Audacity. You need an extra program in order to do this. And I'll mention those in a moment. 
but you can either put an image in your RSS feed, which is what will show up in the iTunes store or in certain other stores that base them, podcast directories that base off the RSS feed. You can upload to those podcast directories your cover art. But for the individual episodes, when they're played on a device like an iPod or a Zune or something where it shows a color picture of the cover art of that episode, the way that you would display that, get that to display, is you have to add that as cover art for each episode. There are a couple ways that you can do that. One is you can use iTunes. Yes. However, iTunes saves MP3 tags called ID3 tags, really. That's what they're called. iTunes saves ID3 tags in a different version than is the latest standard. So if you put album art in iTunes, yes, it'll work on any iPod and anyone using iTunes. And yes, iTunes is the most popular player, but it's not the only one. And the iPod isn't the only device people use for listening on podcasts. So instead, you should use something that saves in the newer format of your audio. There are options for Windows, free options, and there are options for the Mac. The option for Windows is MP3 tag, and it's what I use even on my Mac, but I'll explain that in a moment. MP3 tag is completely free, and it is really good. It has all of the fields, the most popular fields that you can edit, and it saves the ID3 tags in the most recent version, which is compatible with everything. You can get that at mp3tag.de. And if you don't speak German, then slash en. Or just check out the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash seven. That's the show notes for this episode. So check it out there, and I'll have a link to download mp3 tag. How do I run that on my Mac OS, though? Am I using Parallels and I have Windows installed? Well, I have Parallels. I don't use it, though. I use a program called Crossover. Crossover lets me run most Windows programs natively inside OS X without installing Windows. Crossover is really nice and handy in that way. That's how I run still Pod Producer my sound effects for my podcasts is I run it through crossover so I don't have to boot up windows and parallels or anything like that. But the other program, and this is really a nice program for editing ID3 tags on Mac. Unfortunately, it's not free, but it's a decent price. $15 United States dollars for ID3 Editor. You can get that over at pa-software.com. That's pa-software.com. And ID3 Editor does work on Windows and on Mac, and it's $15. It is a really nice program. It creates the correct version of ID3 tags, 
It has many fields. Now, what ID3 Editor does that MP3 tag can't do that I like is ID3 Editor remembers previous tags. MP3 tag doesn't. So when I end up having to, I give all of my episodes the same album name for that show. So the show title will be the album name. So if you look at the Ramen Noodle episodes, then the album is the Ramen Noodle. If you look at the Audacity to Podcast, the album is the Audacity to Podcast and track numbers and all of that. Both of these programs, though, do support the core tags that you need to fill and they support cover art for each episode. These are the ways that I recommend tagging your audio. It's ID3 Editor for Mac or Windows, but it's $15, or MP3 Tag for Windows. Check it out. I'll have links to both of these in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash seven. So those are ways that you can tag that. And as long as you are properly tagged and your audio files are properly tagged, then you will be perfectly all right with how those tags, how those pictures display in each of those players. One extra little tip I'll give you. I don't necessarily recommend this, but this is just kind of a little bonus tip for you. There's another podcast format called Enhanced AAC or Enhanced Podcasts. These are not MP3s. They are AAC files or M4A files, mostly compatible with just iPods and Apple software and Apple devices. What's cool with these is it can change the cover art during the episode. So you can have screenshots of what you're doing during the episode. But if you release a podcast in this format, Enhanced AEC, also release it in MP3 because you don't want to alienate everyone else who doesn't use it and try not to depend on it. But really, I don't recommend doing it unless you really, really, really have a good reason to release your stuff as AACs, enhanced AACs. And even then, if you're going to depend on the video, why not just do video? But if you do video, make sure you also release an audio version and keep your conversation contextually relevant. So don't refer to something that people should or have to see in order for you to know what you're saying. Now, I want you to go over to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash seven. You can get the links to everything I've mentioned in here. You can also see a picture of the differences between Waveform and Waveform DB. Also, I want to mention, you can subscribe to the show through your favorite RSS reader, through whatever, but also email down at the bottom of the page or on the right side of the page you can subscribe to the email newsletter. I promise you, I will not spam you. You have my personal promise on that. Do you know how many emails I've sent so far? Zero. So I'm not a spamming type. But at some point, I might start a newsletter and you would be able to get that. Or when we get close to launching a new podcast or when we have a secret project going on, you could subscribe to the newsletter there at Noodle. 
www.cover.mx. Now, I've talked about cover art in this episode. Please remember, if you need cover art, contact me. If you have other questions about podcasting or Audacity or whatever, you can contact me and contact the show. And audio files are welcome to be emailed to feedback at noodle.mx. Or you can call in your feedback to 859-353-4332. All of these numbers and email addresses and links and everything are at the audacitypodcast.com slash seven. Please check out our other podcast too on the Noodle Mix Network, Are You Just Watching, which is a Christian critical thinking podcast. Also, The Ramen Noodle, my flagship comedy podcast, which desperately wants more people to make fun of. I mean, more listeners. We have fun over there. And thank you for subscribing to this podcast. Thank you for making this podcast just grow and sending in your feedback and continuing to send in your feedback. Thank you for coming to the live chat room, all of those who came. Well, the one of those who came Mon- Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. So I hope that this has given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Thanks for listening. <laughs>